Hey guys, so those are the ground rules. Let's jump right in, guys. Okay, so uh, what I should have done, because I got these gift certificates. Man, I should have like asked these questions and whoever got them right just got some gift certificates. Oh, well, next year. All right. So uh, why are we here? Uh, you guys should, you guys all know this. Now I want to unpack this a little bit. So our mission, and when we talk about mission, uh, again, you know, different. There's different talk about this, but I would say that the, that when you think of mission, the word mission is it, basically what are we all supposed to be about, okay? And that's why the mission at MacAv is kind of super general because I'm proposing that the mission is general. The mission is like this is the one call of whatever you're talking about specifically in Christianity. This is the call for the believer who loves Jesus. I'm proposing to you this is the mission of the church. Like this is what we. This is what God wants. This is why He's created. This is what He wants us to be. About. About, okay, and then so you have the mission, and then you have the vision. Is how does different places and different people and different nations, how do they in their flow, in their right, in their rhythm, how do they accomplish the mission? All right. So you have the big picture mission, and then you have the vision, where it's like this is how we flow, and this is how we're going to accomplish the big the big picture mission. Okay, guys. So we would say the Bible teaches that our goal is to bring glory to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. You're like, okay, next page. But I want you to, I want you to, I want you to think about what that means, alright? So that means if you are blood bought again Christian, if you, if you have been rebirthed in Christ, God is saying is that your whole life now is this. Now I want you to get that now. This is why when you get up as a believer, this is what you should be saying at some level. At some level. Now, let's, let's, let's break that down. Bring glory, big words. So I like to parse it a little bit. That means honor and attention. I think we can get that. So, you know, what does glory mean? Okay, that means that wherever you go, what you're doing, you're supposed to be thinking about, how do I have people focus more on Christ? How do I make people have to think more about Jesus? How do I bring honor and attention to God? Okay, right? And then I would say this whole thing here, bringing glory and honor, or bringing glory, which is honor and attention to God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Not in your own strength, but as the Holy Spirit fills you, as you are being led by the power of God, the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, lives in you and me, and He allows us to bring forth glory to God. And I would say all of that basically is, in another way, the mission is worship, right? So now, so you can take all those words and say, what's the synonym of that? It's worship. John Piper, I think, says it best, right? And in the nations, let the nations be glad. He says the reason why missions exist is because worship doesn't. Okay? The reason why we go out and tell people about Christ is because everybody's supposed to be talking about Christ, but everybody's not talking about Christ. But our job is that everybody's supposed to be talking about Christ, so he sends us out to tell people to talk about Christ. Okay? So, that's the mission. Bring glory to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Or worship, okay? The way we flow, the way we do that at Mac Ave, is we are saying we want to see communities transformed spiritually and physically, starting with our own, okay? So that's a loaded statement. And what does that mean, okay? So let's, let's parse that a little bit. Okay, what that means, seeing communities transformed both spiritually and physically, starting with our own, Okay, which means, in essence, too, that we don't just, so this community, God starts doing this thing. We start getting our, our muscles going. We start getting this thing going. Like, we don't just stay here. We're going to continue to move that out, right? Because we're expanding God's kingdom in times and places. But we're going to start here. And then what you see here is, 
Particularly, I think to, to say that in a different way is that we have been re-blessed as it is, okay? Re-blessed because we got, we got blessed, right, when we were created by God's grace, right? Um, he, he, he blessed us. And he then, then he says, hey, I'm going to give you this mandate. I want you to, I want you to procreate, right? And I want you to be a steward, right? He blesses us and he gives, makes us his people, right? And we see this in Genesis 15. We see this in the beginning of Genesis, right? And he gives us this mandate in Genesis 15, which he actually gives in Genesis 12 as well, right? That I want you to be this people who make the nations know who he is. And then what happens is that we fall, we, we're in sin. God gives us that and then he re, he re-blesses us again, right? He re-mandates us in Matthew 28, or what we always say is the Great Commissions, right? He re-mandates us. He re-blesses us in Matthew 28. What is it? Luke 24, John, 6, John 20, uh, Mark 16. Some people throw that one out. Acts 1. And he says, I'm going to re-commission you. I'm going to re-bless you and say, hey, you are my people. Almost like what he does practically with Peter, Right. He re-blesses Peter. I know you dog me out, but I'm re-blessing you. You're still my boy and I'm resending you. Get out there and do what I told you to do before you dog me. Right. In the same way, he's doing that to us. He rebirths us, makes us his children again. And then he reinstitutes his creative mandate and his glorified mandate saying, I want you to be my people who are going to make the nations know who I am. So he re-blesses us with the mandate. And the power, Acts 1, 8, where he gives us the power and says, I'm not just asking you to do this on your own. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you Jesus. I'm giving you me to that be able to actually do what I'm asking you to do. Right. Gives you the makeup and the opportunity. OK, so he then he says makeup. Well, he says in the scriptures that he's made us a new creation. So it's not that it's not that you're this person and then there's this Holy Spirit right here and he kind of nudges you or kind of like possesses you for these different instances. See, that's bad theology. We're not into possession. He makes us new people. And so Second Corinthians talks about old things have passed away. New things have come. We are a new creation. So what he does, he gives you the makeup. He actually it ontologically makes you makes me another person. And that's why we don't like sin. And that's why something we wrestle because we 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 still want the old nature. But, man, we're Christians now, so we can't do the same thing. We can't sin the same way. You may wonder why you're struggling. That's why you're struggling. But now that's another sermon. I pause there. So you get the makeup, but it gives you the opportunity. Right. Ephesians two. What does it say in Ephesians two? Ten. He says he says, like, you're made this new person. You're dead in sin. Christ makes us alive by his grace. He says, then what I'm going to do is I'm giving you these works. I'm making you a new workman. You're this whole workmanship piece. So there's these works I've created for you from the beginning for you to do. And now you have that opportunity again. So now you have this opportunity to do what God has always wanted you to do. Before you're even born. In a nutshell, so you would say, what does that look like? You would say, here's the mission. Bring glory to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. How do we do that practically? Well, we do that. Well, the synonym is worship. Well, how do we flow? How do we do that as MacAv? Seeing communities transformed spiritually and physically, starting with our own. What does that look like? Well, in essence, this is what it looks like. We have been re-blessed with the mandate, power, makeup, and opportunity to live as a human. Why do I say that? Because I'm proposing that the scriptures teach that, in essence, that being human is not just simply being a, a primate that can walk around and talk and do math. 
But being human is being God's, what God intended for you to be in creation. So what God is saying is that in the cross and resurrection, when we believe in Jesus, he does this ontological thing where he changes us and makes us newly human. That we actually get to now be who we were supposed to be, which is being truly human. And a truly human person worships their creator. So in essence, if you're not worshiping Christ, you're not even being human. That make sense? Okay, so all that, again, is worship. Now, now, now stay here with me, guys, because you're going to get, when you get frustrated, I want to go back to worship. Okay, worship and kingdom. Keep them in your mind. You might want to write them down what you think. Worship and kingdom, guys. We're going to talk about a few things here, okay? Worship and kingdom. So why are we here? Worship. So what does it look like? In a nutshell. So I'm saying it another way. Okay, so I've said it from a mission perspective. Here's our mission. We see how it flows through our vision. I try to talk about the vision in different ways. Okay, um, being re-blessed with the mandate and the opportunity, right, and the makeup. Okay, well, what does it look like practically? Here's another way to say it, guys. Why are we here? Why are you here? Why have we moved here? Why are we neighbors? Why are we neighboring our community and loving our neighbors? Okay, well, we worship Jesus. It's all about worship. And the way we worship practically is we worship practically through kingdom building. Okay? Always remember, we talk about this over and over again. You guys are probably saying, kingdom. What does it mean? What does kingdom mean? Rule. Thank you, guys. Rule. You guys, we've been talking about that for years. So whenever you hear kingdom, you should just jump up in the middle of your night sleeping. Kingdom, rule, rule. You should, it should just come to you, right? Because that's what we say it all the time. We want you to understand that because the world makes you almost think that kingdom is like some place, you know, and you got, you know, um, you know, Lion King. You got this little place you're roaming around and this is my kingdom. But that's not the point of kingdom. The point of kingdom is always, always rule first. Okay? So rule building, if you want. Okay? Well, whose rule? God's rule. God's rule, okay? God's rule. So what are we doing? We worship Jesus, and the way we worship Jesus is by his rule being established in times and places, right? Well, how do you know if if he's ruling when he has you, when you're obeying? So when we see, when we see God, when we see honor and attention being given to God in a time and a place, we have a kingdom stamp. See how it all comes together? That's, so, that's, so that's what we're doing. So we, as a body, guys, are here, and the people of God all around the world, what we are doing all together in unison is we're worshiping Jesus by kingdom building, which means that your life, the focus of our lives is supposed to be kingdom building. Now, remember that, okay? Kingdom building. Okay? Not career building and kingdom on the side. All right? Not girlfriend building and kingdom on the side. All right? Right? Not investments and kingdom on the side. Guys, I'm telling you, God had me doing some serious repenting right now because I'm just realizing, like, man, there's so many areas of my life where I'm not kingdom building. And it breaks my heart. And I'm almost scared. Like, what is God trying to do? What does he want to do? This is making me, it's freaking me out because I'm realizing this is real and God wants to do something in my life. And he's doing this in my life. And it's hard because I'm like, Lord, really? You just want to give all, you want to give everything? Really? Oh, well, why he won't give you everything? That's what I do. (laughs) 
Okay, so you worship Jesus. How do you do that? By kingdom building. I don't miss this, okay? So we, so the goal is to worship Jesus, right, guys? And then we worship Jesus by building God's kingdom. Okay, well, another way we do that. So in Mac app, we say, okay, well, how do you build God's kingdom? So we're sitting around. We're all like, how do you build God's kingdom? How do you build it? Okay, Matthew 28. The way we build God's kingdom, guys. Now, hear me here. The way you build God's kingdom, according to the scriptures, Matthew 28. I just went through the four different texts is by being and making disciples. Because in being and making disciples, that is the way you are primarily building God's kingdom internally through sanctification and externally through kingdom proclamation. Okay? Being and making disciples. And so now, are you saying, if you are, if you are Mac Avery here, I hope you're getting encouraged and going, oh, that's why they make such a big deal about discipleship. That's exactly why we make such a big deal about discipleship, because I'm proposing to you now we have our own flow. But if you are not about making and being disciples at some level, you are disobeying Christ. At some level. So God wants us to be being and making disciples, trying to figure that out. OK, we've got to wrestle with that. All right. Now, here's our flow. OK, guys, now hear me. This is that's theology. That should be church universal. If you're at a church and they're telling you something else, you go in every week and they're telling you how to be a better E and how to be a better nice lady. And here's the three things of how to have friends, all this stuff. And you're not and they're not wrestling. You're not wrestling with how to be and make disciples. But you learn you're wrestling with how to be a better person. Leave that church. The church needs to be gospel centered. OK, and there's a ton of them. Make sure you're in one. That's talking about Christ and the gospel. And that's asking you to deal with the reality of your own heart. Are you talking about Christ and the gospel? Are you, are you looking at your family? Are you looking at your marriages? Are you looking at your kids? Are you looking at your job? And are you continually putting them up, realizing that our natural tendencies, your natural inclination is to be a flesh person? It's to do and satisfy and self-angrandize. That's our natural, that's our natural tendencies. And to have people who are saying, no, I'm going to ask you the hard questions. We're going to wrestle with some of this stuff because God wants us to. Because this is where we're going to get full and true joy. And don't get mad at me. I'm just a messenger. So. Here's how we flow. So we said, okay. So that those things are clear, and I think everybody's on the same page. We said, well, how do we do that? We said, well, the way we're going to make that flow, the way we're going to try and be obedient to Christ, is we're going to do it through two ways. We're going to try and have everything that we do be about the people and discipleship, and have the nuts and bolts of our ministry um, rise or fall on people being disciple. Okay? If that's what God wants us to do, that's how we're going to build a ministry. All right? And obviously it's not sexy, and people have been laughing at us, people are always laughing at us, and now they're kind of taking notice because people are actually moving here and all this other stuff. And so what happens, the way we do that, just practically, I'm going to flow through this. You can read um, the book that we've written uh, t- to the left called Discipleship Defined to get more insight into this. Uh, but in a nutshell, we do that through two ways, one-on-one and mad group. Okay, and so we said, how do we make sure that people are, as we look at Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, even until the end of the age. This whole concept of the goal is to make disciples. How do we make disciples? He gives you three participles to say this is how you obey that command. 
right? He, he says, I'm assuming that you're going, and while you're going, I'm, I want you to be baptizing. That is making people believers, seeing people who are outside the body of Christ become identified with the body of Christ. The whole baptizo word is immersion, identification. So I want you going. I want you seeing, I want ministry to be happening. I want people to be becoming believers, understanding who Christ is, so they can experience true humanity. And then what I want you to do while you're doing all that, I want you to be learning and teaching everything I've commanded you. Okay, I want you to understand what I say. I want you to take the myths out of your life because you got all these myths of who you think you are, who you think the world is, how good you are, and how smart you are, and how much money you want to have. And he says all those are lies and myths. You need to repent of that madness. And I want you to retake on truth, my truth, by reading the scriptures, by being in covenant community. Right. And then as you're doing that, he says, basically, don't do it in your own strength. I'm with you. So the Holy Spirit got to, got to fuse this thing, right? You go in here and you hear what I'm saying right now. You go, ooh, okay, I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm doing all these things that you don't get it. The Holy Spirit has to give you the passion to want to be holy. So the Holy Spirit does this in our hearts. And as we live in light of the yielding to the Holy Spirit, God does this work. And there and now we're obedient and we get to experience joy. Cool? So that's what's going on in Matthew 28. So we hear that and we go, okay, how do we accomplish that? We would say we accomplish that. We can say, Lord, we can sleep at night, say we're obedient to you if we provide an environment. Okay. All we want to do, we want to make sure we provide an environment where people, what we heard in that text there, are experiencing word, relationship, and ministry. That people are understanding what God says. That means that we have a, whole, a strong hermeneutic in this body. And you know us, that people go, I mean, you guys are so serious about teaching. You were exactly right. Because Jesus told us we better be serious about teaching. Okay? Or we're going to be false prophets, false teachers, itching ears, our flesh. And that's not good. Okay? And as your lead pastor, that makes that puts a big hit sign on me. And then I get hit by a bus or something because I'm leading you in the wrong truth. So I ain't having this, right? So we're going to have strong teaching. Right. God wants us to have a strong hermeneutic. He wants us to have strong teaching. He wants us to understand what Christ is saying. And he doesn't want us to get now. Well, we got to be careful with this body. He doesn't want us to get smarter and just get arrogant. OK. Oh, look what I know. Look at all the things I've learned about God. Look, I know about grace. You don't know about grace. You know, about, that's not this is not this is not some contest of smarts. This is a this is a desire for humility. And God tells us that as we continue to grow in the knowledge of the Holy One, he says that builds wisdom, wise and skillful living. OK. So, so word, relationship, again, one of the commands you don't see in Scripture, but you see all throughout Scripture is the model of the relationship. We see Paul talk about that as well. And so God is saying when you have the word, relationship, and you have ministry, which shows itself through two aspects, through service and evangelism, if all those things are happening and, you're, and we're figuring out a rhythm at some level, God is saying we get to consistently and constantly obey him. And that's our goal, guys. Hear me there. Okay, because some of you and I know our team and our body gets the bad rap because we've actually drawn a line in the sand. Okay, and I want to encourage you be be of good cheer because you're obeying Christ. You're obeying Christ, family. So what happens when we do one relationship and ministry, the goal of that. It's for people to fall in love with Jesus, to be walking with the Lord, to saying, I'm done with cocaine. I'm done with yelling and being stupid to my wife. I'm done with cheating. I'm done with cheating on my taxes. I'm done with, you know, lying and talking about that. I don't have any sexual sins and I'm sitting around and I'm addicted to masturbation. I'm done with all these things. And I am going to not only not just cast down my idols, but I'm going to see you as my king. And that's the goal. The goal isn't getting smarter. The goal isn't just going through these, I'm going to Mac group and I'm going all this stuff. The goal is worship. Remember, kingdom building, which this, this, the, the, the bedrock is worship. 
The goal is worship, guys. So now we get to worship the Lord because we're walking with Christ. We're in relationship with the Lord. We're enjoying Christ. And we can communicate our faith now because we got something to say. Because God has done a redemptive work in our hearts. And now we got something to say to people. And so now we're preaching the gospel. So now we're communicating. Now we can go to any area of life and we can have conversing. We can have conversations about the gospel because the gospel is life. And then finally, we multiply our lives. Implied in Matthew 28 is that we're, multiplica- we're multiplying people. That's our flow. That's what we do. That's why we do it. And that's why um, I want to encourage you guys. That's why we want people here. That's why we, we're unapologetic about asking people to be a disciple. You hear me, guys? We're all broken people messed up. But we know if we're in community together and we're working through things and we're opening up the word and we're submitting to the Lord, God is going to grow us and do a work. So this is our ministry. This is what we do. And it's so funny. We have these vision times and I, and I get up and I go, hey, guys. Hey, guys, guess what we're going to do this year? We're going to be and make disciples. Let's pray. Okay. So when doing this, guys, um, this is a lot of information. So just for, I'm just, just be gracious to me. I just want to say, just to stand up real quick. All right. Yeah, little stretches, stretches. All righty. Let's everybody just scream. I love Jesus. Ready? I love Jesus. All right, sit down. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing, though. What we realize is that in doing that, because our ministry is kind of intense, uh, we talk about the 101s and the Mac groups, you know, and it's very redemptive and crazy. Uh, what happens is we have, we have like four groups that we have to be very careful with. And this is when I talk about vision, I'm just, I'm talking about our Mac average here. And, and hear me as I go through this, guys. So, uh, I'm just gonna walk through them real quick. We have four groups that basically flow through our body. Okay? And what, and what happens is you have, you know, the curious and searchers, praise the Lord, people who are like, so, and usually in our community, hey, I've been coming to church for a while, I've been seeing things. Um, yeah, loses Jesus, or I, I know I think I talk about Jesus. I, I I grew up in church, but people aren't saved, and so we have people who don't know Christ who come, and hopefully they, they they're, they're getting the gospel. It's clear. You guys have been amazing inviting people to your homes. I mean, our body is unbelievable. All the stories I hear when, when whenever someone falls through the crack on my watch, you guys always are connecting, con- you know, in, inviting people in, being about the gospel. I absolutely adore you guys and think you're awesome. And so um, we do this well. I think we, when people are wanting to know more about Jesus and their searchers, we're all on their back. So praise the Lord for that. Um, we also have the intermittent. Um, this, I don't know what kind of term to use here. Uh, this is a person who, um, uh, who comes in and two things can happen, okay? Uh, we have... This person comes in and they're kind of either like, OK, I'm going to be here, um, but they're, 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 they're kind of here. There's no there's no uh, what do you call it? Uh, there's no time constraint to leave. Right. So it's not like I got to be going at some time. So they're just here and they're kind of just chilling. All right. And what happens is this person can cause some debate in our body because sometimes we can feel like, well, why do we always ask that person to be in discipleship? OK. Now, there's a ton of stuff to do in our body, okay? You, in fact, I would propose to you, you can do more in our body outside of discipleship than a lot of local bodies. 
Uh, you can, there's tons of outreaches. You can go outreach crazy and jump out a window if you want to. Uh, hopefully you're getting strong teaching. Uh, and our community, again, I think our strength is there's always good grub and people connecting and, and talking about Jesus and hustling for Christ. So, so I feel like lights out, man, right? People can get frustrated though because they want, they want to be trained, but they don't want to submit to Christ. All right? And so we, what we say with the intermittent person, this can be hard on that person uh, because we'll continue to challenge them that, hey, the goal isn't Sunday. The goal is kingdom building. The goal is worship. Remember, that's the goal. So we are gonna always you gonna feel kind of weird at Mac Ave. Right. If you just want to, like, be here, do like Sunday service, but not be known by nobody. You don't want anybody calling you. You're going to feel kind of weird. Because eventually we're saying we're not here just to be here on Sunday and hear me run my mouth. We're here to worship. And we want you to experience worship. Now, we need to be wise about that. And this is where we got to be careful. We need to be wise about making sure that people are understanding that we, it's, it's, motive, it's, out, of, it's out of love, not a hustle. And this is where I got to repent because I was talking to a friend. I'm realizing, like, sometimes I'll share the gospel. I even connect with my neighbors. And the Lord convicted me, like, you know, E. I, don't, I feel like you do it with the goal of just wanting them to know Christ, but not love them. Like, not be their friend. And in, in essence, you're committing violence with this person because that's a hustle. When you act like something to get something else, that's a hustle. Okay? And the Lord is saying, now, hey, you know, Paul says, apart from these chains, I want you to be just like me. He tells, you know, Agrippa and those guys. So, so I want the gospel to be clear. But also, if you see in Paul and you see in Jesus' writings, he actually wants us to love people. He actually wants us to truly neighbor. Truly. He doesn't want you to neighbor so that. You hear me? And there's a difference. And so he's like, quit hustling people, E. This ain't a hustle. This is kingdom building, bro. And you need to, at a, at a gut level, actually learn how to want people in your life to want friendship. You know, to have people's kids who break in your stuff in your house in your house. You got to learn how to be cool with that. Just raise some more support. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And so, so God has been working in my heart in that, guys. And I wonder, is he working in your heart too? Is there some hustling? Are we hustling in this community? Or are we neighboring? Are we friending people, being friends? Really the gut level breaking because of people's depravity. Do you cry at night because of the pain? So, so the person, if you're intermittent right now, just know our heart is we want you to experience the fullness of Christ. So we're going to keep saying, hey, well, I, don't, well, you need to, I don't want you to meet with somebody, man. I want you to be connected. I want you to be a disciple. Okay? Uh, that makes sense, guys. You've seen that. We know that person, right? We have centers. Um, uh, centers are like, uh, and this is cool. It's cool. I have a, we have a, a, dear, a dear family. Uh, the shoemakers are here. And I'm glad they're here. I, I didn't set this up at all. It's not like, you know, like Barack does a speech and he brings like the guy from, you know, New Orleans or whatever. I ain't doing that. Um, they, I didn't know they're here. But their son and Lee, I thought, really modeled this well. So, and I, and I want to challenge our stinters here. We have stinters here. These are people who know they're going to be leaving at some time. So you got a year, two years, some of you guys three. And you don't even know if you're going to stay or not. And some of you guys... I mean, you're in the military, you know you got to dip. And it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And like, we love the Mobergs, but they got to go. All right? Um, we're all on this journey. We're all on this journey trying to figure out how to have this rhythm, right? Now, 
What was cool about Chris and Lee is that they were like, look, we're going to be here. And I think at that time, it was going to, they were going to be about two years. Right. When I met them, I think Is that true. Um, and and it was like, man, we love y'all. It was hard to do this because they felt like sometimes they had to renew their minds that they weren't second class citizens, you know. But they said, look, we're going to be we're not going to be here long. So instead of taking that resource of discipleship, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to be in discipleship, but we're going to plug in. We're going to serve. We're going to give. We're going to we're going to we're going to do what we can. Why? Kingdom. You hear me? Kingdom. Worship. And so they said, you know what? I'm. Okay, if it was about me, I would. I'll meet with you and take all these resources and then kind of act like I'm down and then, hey, man, I got to go. You know, if you're selfish, dude, that'd be me. Totally just be like, man, look at this body. Look at these people. I want to connect. I want to I get good food. These people can cook. It's on. You know, I'd be eating and talking about Jesus and, you know, going to occasional outreach. But I really wouldn't. I'd say, you know, and, and, and then feed me, disciple me. But knowing that I can't really do what I know this vision, what the vision is and what they want to do. And then I'll bluff until I can cash in my chips and say, God's sovereign. And I go on. What I love of what they did, guys, is they, they took an inventory check and said, we could do that, but we're not going to do that. And they just plugged in and they just poured their life and they didn't take the resource. And I really applaud that. I thought that was classy. Um, now. Here's the thing. Some of us, we're here two years, three years, and I think that's enough time to disciple people. Okay? All I'm saying, guys, this is not some good trip. I'm, you know how I am. I'm going to keep it real. We're family. I'm just telling our body that when things are about kingdom and worship, I want you to look at your life, look at your journey, and it, I'm, I think it's fair to say that we all, me too as your pastor, I shouldn't get you and be all about what I want to do with you. I need to be about kingdom too. I need to be about worship. And so all I'm saying is if you know you're here a year, two years, three years, I just want you to ask yourself, is what I'm doing best for kingdom? How do I be best for kingdom? And, and think about our body now. You know our body. We, we wear our shirt like this. we like, what's up? This is who we are. And say, is what I'm doing going to help these guys? Why? Not because of Macav. Kingdom. Worship. And to say, okay, well, what does that look like? I got a year and a half. And ask yourself, how do I leave this body better than when I came? Why? Kingdom. It's, we're your boys. It's just kingdom. So I'm asking everybody to think through that. Think about that. That's hard. Let's wrestle with it together, guys. But let's do that. Let's do that. And say, what can I be doing? Is it discipleship? Is it pouring into people? When I got to leave, do I make it clear? And do I think through, okay, I'm discipling this person, I'm discipling this person. I need to think kingdom. Am I making sense, guys? We build our ministry on people. On people, you are so valuable. If you just dip, it hurts the ministry. That's not guilt. I'm just keeping it real. So all I'm saying, we got to dip. People got to dip all the time. People got to go all the time. That's cool. I'm just asking you to consider your family and how do we do it in a way where people get a little push, where you keep getting us down that road so that we can maximize our glory to Christ. Does that make sense, guys?
Okay, I just hope you hear my heart there. Stakeholders, y'all crazy. Y'all, you know, we got people that you've moved in. You're saying, I want to be here. I'm going to do this thing. And so that's our body. That's our makeup. And here's what I want you to hear. I want you to read. I broke this down because you got this talk. <laughs> we want to be a church to have a space for people to be in process as to revelation and relocation. You hear that, guys? Because in saying that, some of you guys are thinking, well, I guess I can't be, be discipled. You're not, you're not hearing me. If you're here two years and God can do something in your life and you want to pour into women and men, praise the Lord. Three years. Just make this remember the value. Just remember how serious we are about this community, about our people. And just remember, we want people to be in process. You should not have to feel like, you know, it took me 10 years, if not more, to get to a point to be in the hood. So I think it's absolutely unfair for me to ask.